0: Um, wait, wait, who is this? Who's this? What's this voice I hear? Who's this person? <laughs> Hello. This is your old friend. This is your old friend, Jared. Jared. Or how some are Some would say a jar ed A ed We got to talk to him about that. Yeah. How you doing, man? It's been a while. It's been a while. You know, I think. Um, I I think that you know you and I have both been recovering from the tragic, oh. the tragic loss. Oh. of of our philadelphia phillies in the world series we know that uh people out there listening are supporting us in our grief
1: and listen i'm not gonna lie like i know jared and i both had separate conversations about after the the, that final loss like even with the podcast and and life and like what's the point like what's the point what's the point really
0: (laughs) what's the point there is no point life is meaningless (laughs) now uh heartbreak heartbreak But you know what the good news is, is we're back here on the pod. We had a great interview last week with our old friend, who I do keep missing. Bonnie made a point to mention. Yes. We keep missing each other like ships in the night. Bonnie, our time will come.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We got to figure out something where you two get together. We got to figure out
0: something. We will make that happen. Absolutely. But we're back. We're back now. We're back together. Back together where we belong. We belong together. We belong to to the night. We belong belong to each other as... uh, who sang that? Was that Pat? P- who sang We Ringers
1: Belong? Where- oh, that one. I'm sorry. I was going to a different one. Uh, you're thinking of Pat Benatar, but I was thinking of
0: lift us up where we belong. Oh, yeah. uh, 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 uh Where the eagles fly. Is that? Uh, uh, who sang that? Uh, was that think- Peebo Bryson? No. No, no, no. It was. Uh, what's his name?
1: Um uh, a little help from my friends, uh, help me. Oh, was that Joe Cocker? It was Joe Cocker. Joe Cocker and, and a singer, another singer.
0: <laughs> yes, Joe Cocker and someone else. Joe Cocker, this also ties into Pat Benatar. Joe Cocker, shockingly not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, no. But last week, as a matter of fact, the night that the Phillies lost. Okay. Pat Benatar was inducted into the Rock and Roll well, Hall. there you go.
1: There you go. There's something. There's
0: something. It was Jennifer Warren's. And oh, yes, Jennifer Warren's
1: right. from uh, was it what was the movie? It was, uh, it was Officer
0: and a Gentleman, right? That's the one, that's the one. Richard Gere and uh, somebody, Deborah Winger, Deborah Winger, good old Deborah. Yep, uh, Academy Award winning uh, performance from uh, Louis Gossett Jr. How about me pulling that out? Well done, well done, yeah. And I good. can
1: confirm this was not like we paused it. He looked it up online. Like he's just in the flow here, folks. It's happening. <laughs> I'm
0: just in the, I'm in the Academy Award flow. What can you do? But we're not here to talk about the Academy. No, Awards. God, no, no. Or the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Nope, nope, nope. Although nope. we will talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at some point, probably soon. Sure. Ish. Ish ish. Um, ish. We'll probably, we'll probably do an episode about his induction in the legendary. Oh I'm saying God. this. Is- off the off the cuff, but like sure. we'll probably it's, do that. At some point, yeah. Coming some up. Point, but but coming up. Um Ed, what is the title of the album we're talking about today? It is n dot e dot w dot s <laughs> dot 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 <laughs> in other words, news news, news on the marsh. The news well
1: <laughs> yes.
0: news on the marsh. That's a private joke between me and Ed uh and the Philadelphia Phillies uh news, which stands for North East, West, South. Do you find that hard to say? Because I I because normally off the cuff you would say North, South, East, West.
1: Exactly. I find yeah, it very it, hard to kind of work it through. It is hard. Yeah, it is hard to work it, it through. Is. North east west and south like it, it it actually hurts my head a little bit to kind of like pause and figure it <laughs> yeah, out my,
0: it makes my, i feel like my teeth my teeth hurt as i as i say <laughs> <it. laughs> yeah yeah we're talking about the album news um this is prince's 27th studio album ed do you have any recollections of when this came out any thoughts about it any memories about it share yeah. with us if you have I think I got this. I think it was just sent out to folks in the MPG
1: music club. So I remember uh, arriving. Um, I don't think if was there a heads up about it. I don't recall. I recall putting it in, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't so like pulled into the experience. I wasn't like, Oh, let's, let's dig in deep on this bad boy. I think I played it a couple of times and I was like, all right, I'll listen to something else. That's kind yeah. of where I, I came into it. Yeah.
0: Well, I think that you are not alone. In that experience, because this uh, this album holds the dubious distinction of being Prince's least selling album out of his entire catalog. Oh, my. It is only sold around 30,000 copies. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. uh, Which is a far cry from the 20 plus million of the purple rain uh
1: and and and, you know to be fair in terms of like super fan following his material i mean again this was you know available as a download i believe first we'll get into the facts and figures but and then i think it was sent to some folks so if you were a fan fan you probably didn't go out after after it was released i think formally at some point um you probably didn't go out and buy the news album so i mean no
0: no that's true no that's true and it was also like this whole, the whole process of this record. and I'll, I'll speak a little bit about it. Uh, it was quick. I mean, this was, this it sort of was a quick recording. It was a quick turnaround. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so we'll get into that. Um, I will say that I don't even know if I recall it coming out at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. And it wasn't really until later that I learned of its existence.
1: And I recall, and I know I'm probably getting ahead of it. Yeah. But um, I remember being a little shocked when I think that next year's Grammys came out and he was up for best inter- instrumental album for this album. So I was like, right.
0: "What? wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It is that, yeah. That's an interesting award nomination for this particular record. But uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to say or shall we just have at it? I think we should have at it. Let's have at it. So here are some, can facts. you bring those can you bring those, Jared, facts, bring those? facts and figures, figures. facts yeah. and figures here they are ladies and gentlemen the facts and figures on prince's 27th studio album news it was released on may 26th 2003 it was recorded on february 6th 2003 mm-hmm. so again quick turnaround uh they recorded it at paisley park it's exactly 56 minutes in length prince of course was his own producer and it was released on the MPG label. These are the folks who are on uh, who are on the record. It is Prince, of course, on electric guitar, Fender Rhodes, digital keyboards, and percussion. He's doing the production, the mixing, and the art design. Eric Leeds, the mighty Eric Leeds, of Eric. course, is back with tenor and baritone saxophone. Our old friend, the late great John Blackwell, um, on the drums, the drums, slapping those skins. Renato Neto on yes. piano and That's synthesizers, right. uh, and really standing out, I'll say. Mm-hmm. And the mighty Rhonda Smith, Wonderful also Rhonda Smith. on the electric and acoustic bass. Yes. So that is our band for the news. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the second instrumental album that was released under Prince's own name. It has four tracks that are each 14 minutes exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to your point it was made initially available through the music club website on may 26 2003 it became more widely commercial available that summer on july 29th okay. um and some people think this is like a modern incarnation of madhouse and again we're going to circle back to madhouse at some point that's correct because um, eric Leeds was uh, an original member of madhouse um and according to you know, what, what you read on the internet and who knows how much you can trust that the album was mostly improvisational. So not a lot of composition beforehand, which uh, I'll speak to when we, when we're breaking down the tracks. Um, like I said, it's his lowest album, uh, his lowest selling album to date, although it did become a top 10 hit on the billboard internet sales chart, which would have been in its early days then. So I don't know that it had a ton of competition, Right. Um, as you said, it got a Grammy no- Gra- Grammy nomination for Best Instrumental Album. And then uh here's a funny little thing. Maybe you knew this. The album artwork, if you took it out and folded it, it would make a ninja star. I, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. I think Which is sort of just an odd thing. And I believe um, it's
1: a ninja star and it's it it's like a compass. It had a direction. Yeah, it's like a compass, yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, now that you say that, yeah. I've only
0: I only used mine once. Uh <laughs> if you know yeah what I mean. of course say no I, more. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Um the album, uh on the credits for the album, rather than say produced by Prince, it says directed by Prince, oh, which is sort of just sure. interesting. Yep, yep, yep. And then the last little bit of this is the track West was included on the twenty eighteen compilation, The Prince Anthology, nineteen ninety-five to twenty ten. So those are some facts and figures on that. And then uh, some reviews. Let's let's hear them. I want to hear them, please. There are a few. So for all music, uh, a critic named William Rollman, uh, he gave it a two out of five stars, saying, quote, The listener, who will have to be a particularly rabid aficionado of all things Prince to be interested, must throw out all expectations and simply revel in the joy of hearing the musician and his cohorts experiment with, with relaxed musical textures for 56 minutes. Of course, no one else needs to bother. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that. Um, now, however, the Jazz Times gave it a positive review. Okay. The reviewer was named Lucy Tauss and she said, quote, it's an exploratory and evocative album. News is an intriguing departure for this enigmatic and unpredictable artist. Okay. Okay. You know The Guardian ranked the album Dead Last out of Prince's... Really? Dead Last out of his 37 studio albums. They gave it two stars. And they they said, quote, four very long instrumental jazz funk tracks, chiefly intended as a vehicle for saxophonist Eric Leeds. Prince's lowest selling album, Can't Imagine Why. Ooh, shade being thrown. Stereo gum. Ranked it pretty high, considering what it is. They ranked it 21st ahead wow. of the Rainbow Children, ahead of Musicology. What? Okay, well. Hmm. um, And they said, quote, there's no pretending that this isn't for the diehards primarily or that it's even a coherent collection, but it's great to see a man with so many ideas let some new ones loose, end quote. Mm. Okay. And then there was something called the Metro Weekly, that I found that ranked the album second to last of all the albums that. What produced, was last? Did you see it? I didn't see what they, no, they, oh, okay. the, the, the listing, I didn't have its whole ranking. No. Um, but they, they named it uh, second to last and they called it, quote, a 56, 56 minute exercise in tedium. Now, however, our friends at Goldie's Parade. Yes. They gave it three stars mm-hmm. and they said this, quote, News is, without a doubt, one of those albums that best comes at you at the right time in life, and probably the most overlooked release in Prince's catalog, and somewhat unfairly so. Although this is the hardest Prince album to get into, once news is let in, does the majesty of Prince's genius shine through. This is a smart album of four equal-length instrumentals, but don't get put off by that fact, but bear this one in mind that the performers are arguably Prince's best ever band members. There you go. So there you go. So, Ed, do you know what? It occurs to me that I've been neglecting our friends at the Star Tribune lately. We can't neglect them. We love them. We do love them. And I, I want to apologize. I don't know why I've, I've sort of been dropping the ball on that. But anyway, I they are back. I have them back. And here's what they had to say about News. Quote, four 15-minute instrumental jams with the one-night band. It's Prince's version of background music. Oh. And they think the crowning cut is the John Blackwell rhythm showcase in East. Okay. So, Ed, those are our facts and figures and reviews for news. Are you ready to dive into the tracks such as they are?
1: I want to go in some type of direction with Prince. Let's do it.
0: Some kind of direction. So let's go with the first direction. This is titled, North. Do you remember that movie North? Did you ever see that movie? With I'm a, um I'm aware of it. I forget who's in it though. What was the deal? I never saw it. I think it's it. Ed O'Neill, right? Is it Ed O'Neill? What was the movie? What tell me more more about it? I don't know that I ever saw it either. It's like it's something about a kid and, and something. Something. I think Rob Reiner directed it. <laughs> Something. Well, let me. Maybe I can pose a different question using this. Would, yeah. Would you go agree ahead. with me
1: that Oliver North was the best congressional witness that's ever been in the history of the United States of America?
0: <laughs> you know what? I almost went with Oliver North. I almost went with an <laughs> Oliver North joke. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, of all the congressional congressional witnesses over the years, Oliver North is the best. Oh, my, by far. On my, my personal ranking of congressional witnesses, he's number one with a bullet. That'll be our next podcast, folks. That's right. The deep dive into Oliver North. Uh, what do you make of this North on news track one? Well, I'm going to start by saying this,
1: actually. This is a little bit a general, uh, comment about the album. I think maybe the this album benefits me in terms of its listening to my re- acceptance or reception to it by comparing it to expectation, frankly, right. Just coming from that album and yeah. that instrumental um, project with Prince, I didn't like it too much. This is more in my sweet spot, right? You start out with a start with the North song. You start out a song, which is some real nasty, funky, simple baseline. I'm instantaneously pulled in. I want to, I want to hear what's going to happen here. And that bottom just keeps kind of revving through the, the whole song. It, at least it keeps my interest. Right. So, there's some interesting like guitar um, sound effects going on. There's sounds of the wind kind of blowing around, which I think is kind of cool. And I have to say, as much as we were, you know, given props, and I, I don't mean to diminish the props that we gave Candy Dolfer, I am just such an Eric Leeds. I'm a sucker for Eric Leeds on on sax. I just love the way he plays. I think he complements Prince's music styles and compositions so well. And he's this in between, like where Candy's kind of this virtuoso can kind of run up and down the scales. And then, of course, we're going to get there in a little bit. Prince brings in Maceo Parker, who's so rhythmic. I think Eric kind of blends those styles in a lot of ways. So mm. I think, you know, mm. this showcases Eric so well. And and I I, I really prefer his type of playing to the, some of the other ones who have been playing with Prince over his career. Um, I just feel like it drifts along just so easily here. Um, I love the, the use of the baritone sax, like coming out like that deep, dirty baritone is great. Everything's very controlled in the song there's no like crazy virtuoso solos which i think makes the song successful right you can be patient trust the groove trust the foundation you know and just go along for the ride um towards the end there's a little build with an inclusion of like a kick drum that comes in and there's a subtle hook that's repeated then it kind of lands softly with and i think you, you referred to this a little bit um we were introducing the players some really lovely keyboard work from Bernardo at the end um, to kind of close out the track, and then it closes with a good thirty seconds of wind effect. I, I think this is a nice, successful first song for this for this project. What about you?
0: Yeah, well, I, I agree with you that I mean I do think that the bass is the key to this track as it sort of floats along. I'd say, um, you know, the bass. Drives the track. I mean, not that the track feels driven, but it's the engine. Right. It's the engine underneath it is what I mean to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Eric lead sax. I agree with you. It's resonant. It's deep. It's sort of, and I feel like it sort of skims off the surface of the rhythm, sort of like a stone on the water. That's what it, it felt like to me as I was listening. Yeah. Um, there's a really kind of nice, mystical kind of acoustic guitar riff that comes in. It's mm. a little hypnotic in its pattern. Uh, with some distorted edges on an electric riff that's playing along with it. Mm -hmm. And then there's what I think is a xylophone. Mm -hmm. I think I hear a xylophone in there. I presume that's Prince playing it. Um, That's my presumption. Maybe, yeah. Um, Because he's listed as percussion, and that's what, you know, you would list that for a xylophone. Gotcha. Um, The issue I have is, though, that they're all playing the same riff, the horn, the guitar, the xylophone. So I feel like it increases this hypnotic sort of effect. Uh, without being, without, in my mind, being overly engaging, really. I mean, it's not unpleasant. Mm-hmm. You know, don't get me wrong. It's not unpleasant. Mm-hmm. But it sort of sounds to me just like elevator jazz, like something that's uh-huh. designed to be ignored. Oh, I, I would say that the the way that it ends with the piano coda, the yeah. Renato piano, is the most affecting part of the track for me, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. It sounds It sounds more delicate. It sounds more thought out. Even with those space spacey wind sounds underneath it as you mentioned yeah 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 so um you know and, and i, I kept, i'm i sure you were doing the same thing i kept thinking and i'll and i'll reference this as we go through the the other three tracks i kept trying to hear the geography you, oh, know, yeah, you yeah, know yeah you know like yeah. you know like why is this the north track and i, I was presuming it's because of those winds yeah the northern winds yeah the north yeah. wind you know the north you know so that's what I was hearing there that gives it sort of, I think, if, 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 if this is a correct interpretation of the material, kind of a chilly, kind of a chilly effect then mm. at the end, you know? So I don't know, maybe. No,
1: I, I love that. I, I actually, I, I love that you, you approached the material that way. I want to go back and do it because I really didn't put a lot of thought into what I should have into. Why is this one north? Why is this one east? Like what? Yeah, what's, what's, what is about that? But I think that's appropriate. I think, yeah, I can, you know, even thinking back to how the song starts and even that slow, lazy bass, I could see like a, just a terrain of white, you know, I guess some snow blowing the past. I can right. see. Bunby bundled up in in this huge puffy coat and kind of walking around, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with this song playing in the back. Eric
0: Leeds dressed like an Eskimo, blowing that horn. Oh my god, that frozen <laughs> horn!
1: Be, be careful! Horn. Don't put that tongue against that that horn; he gets stuck. Be Careful now. But no, I I um I, that's that's good. I'm I, I, I'm curious to hear what you're gonna, uh, what insights you have with the other three tracks uh, regarding the direction. You know. well, let us move on then. Yeah, so let's talk about this next direction, and we're gonna go east. Jared, I think you might agree that the Big East Conference in college yeah.
0: basketball is the best, maybe conference. There's no question. The Big East is the best. It's the best. All right, let's yeah. move on. So, what do you think about this? That was easy. That was quick. <laughs> Probably to the, the joy of some of our fans. Um, let's. Uh, I love the Big East. My my beloved Villanova plays in the Big East. Yeah. Good teams. They're all. It's really super competitive. I love the Big East. There it is, my friends. And there it is.
1: March. March will be here before we know it. It's kind of. Crazy. I know I can't trip. wait.
0: Uh, so what do you think about this song? What do you think about this track? Well, d- to the point we were making earlier, th- this one starts with what I suppose is a synth sound that's Eastern, you yeah. know, that sounds Asian along yeah. with some Asian drum type sounds. To me, it sort of feels and sounds like the soundtrack to a bad late eighties martial arts film, you know, like blood sport <laughs> or kickboxer or some wow. other. Jean-Claude Van Damme opus. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, it, to me, it's what Western people think the East sounds like. Okay. Fair. And, and, you know, like that's, uh, that's not great, really. Yeah. Um, now we do to the point that, uh, who, who made it? Uh, the Star Tribune made, we do get a showcase of the mighty John Blackwell doing his yes. thing in the middle, which is oh, really great. Yeah. yeah. And that's almost worth the price of admission on this one. Yeah. But then we get another example. Of the guitar and the sax sort of following the same riff, then back again to these easterny sort of sounds. Uh, and, and I just don't know about that. It's just not great. It pops out in a cacophony okay. of repeated patterns then. And I find it aggressive in an unpleasant way. It feels mm. stuck to me. Okay, Like there's something in his teeth that he can't get out and he can't <laughs> stop playing with it. You know, that's what it feels like to me. Wow! now the last six minutes of the track they do get a little more funky with a, with some bass and a slippery little guitar rhythm riff which i yeah. do like but i feel like by the time we get there the damage on this track is done so gotcha. uh th- this one is not a favorite um and i i think that the you know i don't want to wax too deep on this but i do think that the eastern the eastern sounds are they're a little problematic for me gotcha so you're thinking obviously i mean
1: it's just kind of stating the obvious here but the the idea of it being called east is that he said oh this sounds has a middle eastern sound
0: or asian i think i think it's supposed to sound asian like like japan or china or something like that i think you know those those particularly those drum sounds in the beginning those those like those asian metal like chimes and gongs and it's got a very specific sort of sound and Mm -hmm. so to me yeah, that's why it's east it's literally the east gotcha gotcha okay Gotcha. That's what I hear. What about
1: you? What do you hear on this? I, I I find this a song, I actually did not have a very almost polar opposite feeling about the the track here. Um, oh, interesting. That's I, I, interesting. I, yeah, I thought the keyboard, those riffs, those eastern riffs were kind of intriguing and actually I thought yeah. they were interesting. Um, there's a light touch of, and I think this is, like we talked about with expectation, you know, maybe there's some leftover ideas from Rainbow Children in the beginning of the uh, of this track. There's some like a light touch of some African sounding drums from they might have heard in the song everywhere from the Rainbow Children, yeah. kind of bringing that same sound back. Um, This hitting of a nice, simple hitting of a bell underneath it all just to kind of get it to get it going. And then, like we talked about, like, just some great drumming from John Blackwell, like just just solidly, He's solidly
0: good. He's the man. And um
1: uh I again, I, I actually have a comment here about Eric Leeds, maybe possibly being the best saxophonist Prince ever had. I just love, again, the sound of his horn. I like the tone of it. And I, I like when the guitars and the, and the sax kind of join together on some lines. I think that's, I, I just like when they bring that together and kind of layer those songs, those, those, those different sounds. Um, and then I think what intrigues me about this, it slows down. I think there's like almost movements in this one. It slows down about a quarter of the way through the track. And again, these are all 14 minute tracks. Exactly. Um, and then there starts this sort of ominous guitar noise, like right. Yeah, I'm like, oh, what's going on now? It's and then there's like this low it's in the, the mix. It's the
0: climax of the kickboxing tournament, that's what it is. That's what it is. It's We're when stepping the hero up and someone's, doing, someone's, doing, someone's yeah. doing the
1: crane at this that's point. That's what's happening That's show. what's happening
0: in that moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then, uh, very low in the mix, there's like sort of the stutter bass, really low in the mix. I think it's cool, and then something like a kind of like the kind of screaming. And then I feel like then it moves on to like a third, almost a third movement where it's, there's like a cool rhythm guitar and there's a Rhodes kind of sounding organ that comes in. So it changes again and a nice little guitar. I'm always a sucker, as you know, from us talking about other um, it ain't over and other albums where I love his, when he does the breakdowns and the rhythm guitar kind of pops out, does one of that with some floating keyboard work from Renato the sax baritone comes back again and then i think there's another big change around the 11 11 minute and a half mark totally different idea with guitar there's like military drumming that's brought in from from john blackwell and then it kind of comes back again to this distorted guitar and bass bass workout and renato on the organ doing it like a key workout so in terms of like keeping my interest believe it or not like it sounds like again polar opposite experience from what you had i found this intriguing i found the changes kind of interesting so I was not bored in this track. I thought it was interesting. There was a lot of changing going on and
0: it kept my interest for the full 14 minutes. Well, there you go. I mean, that's fair enough. I actually I think that I I'm intrigued that we had such different responses to this track or maybe to this music in general. You know, there's something about it that's um I don't know. It's just interesting to me because this is these aren't pop songs. These are something no. else. And, you know, and so, I and I'm going to pause it because this came up. Where, where was I just hearing about this?
1: Oh, I just I was just watching um, a, a, another wonderful talk on, with Susan Rogers. And she must have done a TED talk and talking about perception of music and hearing of music. And it's like how important it is like what state you're in when you're listening to the music? Mm, yes. I got to say I'm going to be honest with the fans. You know, again, Jared and I listen to these tracks a lot of times, multiple, multiple times. But, you know, when I was listening to expectation, I was a little I was a little busy. I was a little stressed out. I think it might have influenced my, my reception of the material for news. I had time. I like, I actually had time to right. sit down and, and really right. listen to it. And I was in a pretty, like, I was in a pretty decent mood listening to it. And I think it does influence your reception of the music. Like, I'm,
0: oh, it definitely does. You know, no, so, so, it definitely so that does. could
1: be part yeah. of it too. I think you've been, you've been on the run a little bit. So
0: you know. that's true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Anyway, well, that said, since I was out West, let us move to track three, which is titled West. Of all the Wests, yeah. There's Adam West, yeah. There's uh, Dominic West, yeah. There's, uh, of course. But yeah, um, I mean,
1: I mean, Wicked, wishes of West, sure. I oh, mean, I wicked Witch of the
0: West, sure. Oh, there's the Wicked Witch to the West. She mean, was a big one, yeah. Wicked Witch one. of the West. You know, there are four. The, there, according to the book, there are four witches. East, really? South. Yeah, there. But you only see Glinda and um, the, the other wicked one. Witch of the West. Yeah, the other one <laughs> you never. And you know, two of them are good, and two of them are bad. What, what's up with North and South Witch? Well the is the north, right? Oh, is it north and west? Are the Nor, north and south are the good witches and east and west are the bad witches because oh. the Wicked witch of the east is the one who the house falls on, right? Oh,
1: okay, man, it's been a while. It's been a little while, you know.
0: I think uh I think there is a a a good witch of the south. Okay. But yeah. I couldn't tell your name. What do you make of this west? What do you think of this western track?
1: I'll tell you it's chill. It's chilly chill. Like the west should be chilly chill, you know what I'm saying? So it's 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 very pretty guitar to start. Um um it's it's kind of in that style of of guitar I really like from Prince, which is that pseudo again again pieces of Rainbow Children, right? Like that guitar he uses, that style he uses in in She Loves Me for Me was kind of what was like little kind of flashback as i was hearing some of this guitar work in the beginning and i really love it and even that um how can you not love his wah wah guitar man he's doing some wah wah effects really good some nice and easy saxophone from eric he doesn't want to overdo it why would you this is a nice floated little motherfucker so it's really nice um and dude i, I know you're gonna probably say this my favorite prince guitar tone right so like about a quarter of the way in. I, I don't know. It's the same guitar tone that he basically uses in the, just my imagination, um, live, um, cut. that you guys The legendary
0: I, solo. Yeah. Legendary, we, I, I'm yeah. sure
1: we've mentioned it in the past. Um, we have, yeah, yeah. It, it's just that same sound. And it's, it's like my all time favorite types of Prince guitar su- sound or tone. Um, and that's, that's very uh, upfront in this track. So of course I love that. Um, you know, around the four minute mark, um, there's a different kind of, there's a different way. There's maybe some 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 uh, chord changes or key changes, I'm sorry. Um, wind sound effects, rain sound effects kind of come in. So you get some of the nature back in. Then there's some like, like simple guitar picking, right? Like, And then like the bass falls in nicely and John Blackwell just kind of picks up the rhythm of it. So it comes from this, you know, very light beginning and it kind of picks up a little steam in the middle. Some great keys going on. Um, each edition of each instrument is very sharp and clean. And then I think they, they kind of get down and jam for a while. Like Eric leads on the saxophone. There's an introduction of like a funky harpsichord kind of sound in there, which I think is really cool. And then like a very unexpected piano solo from Monado, which I really dig. And then it slows down and there's like an epic slowdown around the eight minute mark. Um, some really cool guitar effects. Um, and then like a different guitar sound, which might be my favorite, my second favorite Prince tone. So you know then there's like a nice little guitar riff at the end with piano keys guitar so again like i really in terms of instantaneously listening to it and being pulled in i think this is probably the most successful of the four tracks because of that beginning which is so light the guitar strumming it kind of brings you in um so uh yeah i'm digging west i i'm I'm all about the west how about you
0: yeah i mean i definitely feel like it's Floating like the western sky. You know, it's the sun. There sign. you go. I, I thought it was go. a sunset dropping in the west. Um, and I don't know, but it, it it definitely, for me, it's a balm to the ears after some of the cacophony of east. So it's very soothing in that way. Yeah. It's lazy, drifting along, super easy listening. Then uh, f- to my ear, it turns almost into something like surf music a little bit. You know, like we hear the ocean or the wind or something whipping yeah, yeah. around. But then I find that the track has, you know, there's something symptomatic of all these tracks, which is that, and also true of things that are improvised, which this, we know this was at least in part, is that riffs just get repeated over and over and over again. And that happens a lot in a jam when you're improving. when you are trying to, you're using the riff as the launch launch pad to the next idea. Yeah. And I do feel like they get stuck in them a little for, for my taste. Um, They don't grow for me as much as I wish they would for instrumental music. And you know what? I think that's what's missing for me. I don't want to get ahead of it, but I think to to throw something out here about my overall impression that came to me during this track, listening to this one, is that because the songs these these instrumental tracks don't grow like I wish they would, I think that what it made me think was this: for all of his skill as a musician, let us not forget, of course, that he was also a vocalist, right? And his voice is an instrument in his music, and now three albums in on this run of all instrumental stuff you can I at least I I shouldn't say you I say I can feel how much his voice is now missed oh, his voice is the instrument that adds color and swirl, keeps you engaged in a way. and so I was thinking about that during this track even though I find this one to be very very pleasant. I, I like listening to West gotcha um And then to your point there's uh, quickly towards the back end there's a jazz breakdown for piano which is really good. Um, and then that t- that touch of seventy style wah wah guitar, which is pretty awesome, but I do feel like this track suffers from, again, something that they all suffer from. It, it's not quite coherent enough for me. And then, and then I don't know, like the sun goes down again. Like to your point, like I feel like as it's ending, the sun is now setting once mm-hmm. more. Like yep. we've been through a day in the west. So I'm like <laughs> I'm trying to work on this thematic idea here, uh, and this is where this is where I'm ending up. So. That's where I fall on West.
1: All right, sunrise, sunset. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can't wait to do our fiddler on the roof pod. That's going to be great. (laughs) That's right on, right on, guys. It's hard to believe, but we're on the last track already. It's unreal.
1: It's unreal. Um, So let's let's get let's just go there. Let's go south. create a doppelganger influenced movie of the movie north but it was called south right so we'd have to reverse the the evil like reverse of everything so yeah all right let's let's go we'll just maybe just free association it's north is directed by rob reiner so south would be directed by who
0: oliver stone
1: (laughs) that's a great that's a great selection all right north starred elijah wood yeah south would be starring who
0: elijah wood now (laughs) the adult (laughs) elijah wood the adult elijah
1: Uh, can i name a couple other actors who are this if you want to yeah
0: and and then
1: am i going to be giving opposites if you want to try you can give it a try otherwise we can go on john lovitz is in this
0: uh then it would be dana carvey
1: um jason alexander
0: oh then it would be um oh who would it be it would be uh uh, Matt LeBlanc,
1: <laughs> lovely.
0: Uh, Alan Arkin. It would be Adam
1: Arkin. Nice. Dan Aykroyd. God, this is packed with people from the big stars. It season. is
0: packed. Yeah, I'm Chevy Chase. Who was Chevy it? Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. It would be Chevy Chase. Uh, Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. Wow, this is a stacked film. Uh, Kathy Bates. Then it would be Margot Martindale today. All right, I'm gonna. I'm gonna
1: not worry about going through all this but i was going to throw the names out at you because this movie's stacked it's kind of insane all right
0: I, i'm going to stop playing this game go for it really so uh, faith ford i don't really know graham
1: green maybe you know Julia yep. Lee Dreyfus is in this reba mcintyre john ritter Abe abogoda and bruce willis are all wow. in this movie stacked I and mean, that's that's a list material going on folks where were well, this
0: ones? new this sequel we're making with elijah's character now as a young man being directed by oliver stone it's going to be pretty solid absolutely
1: it's it's going to be great i'm looking forward to south and speaking of south
0: what do you think of this last track on the album well this is by far the funkiest of the bunch for sure Mm -hmm. um you got to dig that thick heavy bass to start with and really for me this whole track is about the bass um and the sax does sound great on this one as well eric leads sax i guess this is south because it's clearly funkier than everything else that came before it on the album i'll take that theory. Um, and then it sort of slides and slows down into another jazz-esque piano breakdown, which has some merit. I mean, Renato's doing really lovely work on this whole record. So, um, I think it is, it's certainly the, the slickest, the slipperiest, the funkiest track of these four. That's my take on South. I love it. I love yeah. it.
1: Quick and to the point,
0: just like the what South. What you got? Just like what folks in got? the South. Just um, like folks in the South.
1: Um, is it similar? I mean, like just kind of talking through it, like starts with some computer effects. It's like a conversation almost going on. And then like you said, there's this sort of nasty, nasty bass and some real nice keyboards. And I wrote, this is stanky, funky, chunky, spunky, but not clunky. If you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. um, it reminds me a little bit in its style, especially the bass sound in this r- reminds me a bit of, uh, miles Davis's tutu project, which came out in the early eighties. Um, uh, you'll might hear me reference this again as we get into a different feature, but it, it, it really reminds me of that. I also wrote that like art of noise question mark, kind of like some oh, of the interesting computer sounds yeah. that are happening on and like fifties era science fiction stuff, like kind of these really odd sounds coming in. Right. Yeah. But again, like you said, it keeps coming back. There's this continuous, this onslaught of great bass, Right. And it really sounds like everybody's having a lot of fun on this track. Like I think right. it's palpable when you're listening to it. It's really, it's really fun. Um, and I could see, like, as I'm listening to the song, I can see aliens landing as we dance in our 50s-era kitchen with <laughs> sparkling red covers on all the sure. furniture
0: pieces. Yeah, you know, Mars attack
1: style. Very much Mars Attacks. And then at the five-minute mark, there's a noticeable slowdown. Like, the aliens are still around. They're now shooting some lasers. Cool. Then there's, like, at the seven-minute mark, honestly as funky as it began i start to lose interest in this track believe it or not mm. um i feel like nothing start, really starts to happen there's just some keyboard chords or some easy sacks over it. it seems like such a sharp contrast to what i heard previously um 10 minute mark we got some nice keyboard runs great guitar comes in for a splash but I just feel like that the whole second half of the song is so much less interesting than the first seven minutes of the song, and and at the twelve minute mark it slows down so wholly, where it's just synth and like almost like R two D two sounding noises kind of going back. And yeah, it and does. It all. I just don't feel like there's a lot going on. There's some keyboard piano run at the end, but the first seven minutes love it. Last seven minutes, not so much.
0: Fair enough. Okay. Um. So believe it or not, everybody, that's it on news. It's just four tracks, as we said, four tracks. They're fifteen minutes apiece yeah ed what is your favorite track on news i'm gonna say west i'm also gonna say west particularly the first half of west is my very favorite. very nice very nice what is your least favorite i'm gonna say south oh because, I'm gonna because say of that east.
1: last seven minutes i just felt like it was the first time in the whole album i was kind of like eh, i'm kind of i'm over this sorry, a little bit
0: fair enough yeah i'm gonna go with east because i do find it a little unpleasant at times uh gotcha. yeah what's the most interesting track this is
1: where we differ. I'm going to say East. I think that there's so many different movements there, different sounds and different instruments bring, being brought in. I just found it very interesting.
0: How about Yeah. You? And, and I'm going to say South. I think South is the most interesting one. How can, how do we get along? That, Jared? it even possible? I don't know. It's a, well, listen, we've been asking that for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. Um, what is your best musical moment? I have to say my favorite mo- musical moments
1: around the five minute, 30 second mark in the song East it's right before that ominous guitar chord comes in, because in my mind, like I was expecting, it was very unexpected, right? I was expecting the song to go a certain way. And then when that ominous guitar riff comes in, I'm like, ooh, this is, where is this going to go? So I just, it just was a standout moment for me in the, on the album. How about yourself?
0: Uh, fair enough. And you'll be proud to know I finally uh, have tried to match you and I have the exact time of, of the moment <laughs> that I like. I, I really love the delicacy of the piano at 12.06 of South, at the 12-minute, six-second mark. Nice. It only lasts two seconds. It only lasts two seconds. Wow. But it's a really lovely, delicate moment of of piano playing. It's really, I think, really stunning. Very cool, man. I like it. There you go. I like it. So what is your overall impression of news? Well, you know, it's funny. Like Again, it's almost like a
1: reverse... I think experience from you and I with expectation to this album. Cause I think you said, Oh, you know what? I think you said at some point on the pod, you're like, Hey, you know, I could just play this as background music. And it was yeah, great. That was true. I yeah. couldn't quite do that with expectation. I must've listened to news six times in the last week and a half. Like I just put it on at work. Whereas expectation, I just couldn't even, it just didn't interest me at all for whatever reason. This, I could just let it play. And I felt comfortable with it playing. And I liked the variety of, of, of the songs on here. So for me, it was a much much more interesting and much it pulled me in a lot more than the expectation. And it's funny, like I have to compare it to expectation. Like to me, yeah, like it's just, right. not against right. the other kind of in a way, not his maybe grander catalog, but generally I like the album. I thought it was, I thought it was successful. How
0: about you? Well, I think, you know, to echo again, what some, some of the reviewers said, I think there's a reason this is his least selling album. Um I feel like it's not virtuosic enough to merit really deep, attention
1: yeah
0: but it's also not bad enough to dismiss it entirely I do feel like this is truly a die hard completest only kind of record um and you know if you don't want to listen to it I don't think you have to because hey we just did it for you so that's fine that's fine <laughs> that's right we did the um, hard work. so unlike expectation which yeah you're right we're we're really uh on opposite ends of this one I I prefer expectation to this quite a bit I think expectation is more mm. interesting I think it's more inviting. Um this one just feels like an exercise. You know what it feels like? Um it feels a little bit like uh um uh <laughs> an extended version of like chlorine bacon skin. And and by that I mean it's someone riff let's just let's just let's just riff and we're gonna just see how long we can go. And um uh, it's not as unpleasant as chlorine bacon skin right, right. by any means. You know, but it that's why I think it, it feels for me incoherent because there there was no clear plan with this you know The these weren't scripted written out pieces of music beforehand so it feels a little eh, kind of un- unformed to me
1: yeah you know i i really i i caution to even make this this comparison but I, I mean i think this is prince's i don't i'm not saying he consciously thought of this but i'm sure he was inspired by it you know legendarily miles davis's you know kind of blue was a first take or a second take tracks, yes, right. highly improvisational, you know, basically and to your point when you're saying, oh, they're kind of playing the same stuff. I mean, a lot of the songs there, like we're, we're all structured around, hey, there's four notes. We're going to we're going to hold to these four notes, but just guys solo around these four notes and see what we can come up with. Right. right. I'm not saying Prince directed it that way. I mean, he, he did list himself as director but this is him kind of letting it really breathe a lot. And, you know, I like a lot of space in the songs and I'm just a sucker for it. If anything is a little more leaning towards the funk. And I think you would agree to me of the two albums, this has more of a funk foundation. Oh, definitely. And expectation does. Oh, it definitely I'm just, does, yeah. I'm just, that's just more in my sweet spot as a listener. That's just, my ear hears that and loves that. In comparison to what he was putting together for expectation. So
0: no, I I totally agree. I think for me, the thing is, is like, you know, I, I I know why you made the kind of blue comparison. So I'm going to just stick with it for a minute. Sure. Not that no one is suggesting that news is Prince's attempt to do kind of blue. No one is saying that, but to stick with that, I mean, in kind of blue, you had everyone who was playing on that record with Davis were all virtuosos in their field and they also understood how to properly riff around those four notes right or whatever it was i mean here i feel like to your point uh, it's sort of i don't know not to your point but i think prince would have been better served if he had made his guitar the focal instrument like davis's horn is right Mm -hmm. and let it rip sometimes but he really doesn't he really doesn't let it rip you know he he you know he. There's moments of guitar, but it is not the central figure here. That and I would say it's Eric Leeds is the central figure. Um, um I might I may argue with you a little bit on that. I I think that he does play in
1: West especially. Like there's some really good guitar. I mean, it's not ripping roaring guitar, but I think he brings in some nice tone and well, some subtle subtle. Sure,
0: tone. no, and he does he does. I'm not saying he doesn't, but I think that I think that should have been true throughout every track and. And it also doesn't have to be rip-roaring, you know, not every solo has to be burning the house down. They can be delicate, they can be flighting, they can be, you know, they can do all kinds of things that we know he could do if he wanted to. But I feel like what we've seen on these three instrumental records that we've heard back-to-back-to-back, essentially, is a burying of who he is in Mm. service of the other instruments, in service of the other musicians, which I think is really curious after, like, to me... I wonder how much of this is a response to the response that the Rainbow Children got, which was such an intensely personal, he put himself really out there. Interesting. And it was rejected. It was roundly rejected at the time. So what does he do? He retreats. He is not the central figure on any of these instrumental records. Not really. Theory, yeah. You know, so I might be wrong about that, but it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like a coincidence to me. That after his most personal record, maybe ever, that he then retreats and pulls himself back. And so we don't get his charisma. We don't get his voice, which is okay. We don't get his guitar though. And I think on, on three albums of instrumental music without his guitar and he, you know, he was a beautiful piano player and he could play a real funky drum. But I don't think there's anyone who's going to argue that his primary instrument is the guitar. Right, right? I, right. No, I don't I think agree. anyone would argue would against agree. that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, to hear that, so so pulled back mm. from the focus is what I'm saying. Yeah, right. Yeah, to me, that's not a coincidence. That's
1: interesting. I mean, I, I I think that theory. I mean, it's it's certainly a possibility. I mean, I still kind of uh kind of subscribe to the idea that he um that I think this was sort of leftover ideas and a, like a different approach. He went so jazz oriented on rainbow and he had such great players on that album i think he was like let me i'm gonna noodle down this this alleyway a little a l- l- little bit more and let me see let me bring some other instruments in let me bring sure. some other players in and sure let me just let me kind of get this kind of instrumental jazz stuff let me work it out a bit more um because like we're gonna find out in, very soon with the next album he pivots completely in a different direction says it's all welcome back prince to the mainstream on the right. next album so i feel like he was just kind of working ideas out and um, he was all revved up to do his um, his big, big uh, return. I guess return of what, what we say that return to form album
0: return to form. Yeah. Is, is well, you go. know what? And <laughs> you know what occurs to me? Because I think I don't think that you're wrong in what you're saying either. I'm wondering if the truth is somewhere in the middle of what we're both saying. Probably. You know, probably. I, I don't think it has to be one or the other. I think both things can be true. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, so but it but nevertheless, I think it's interesting. So with all that being said, how many Prince symbols do you give news? I give it three and a quarter. Three and a quarter. I would. Wow. Okay. How about you? Give me four and a quarter. I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go seven. Can we do seven? <laughs> All seven. Uh, I'm gonna go really low. I'm gonna. Go, I'm only doing one and a half. What? Yeah, one and a half. Maybe Uh-oh. two. You could probably talk me into two. Oh, my you could probably goodness. talk me into two. Wow. Ouch. What did you rate? Do you remember what you rated expectation? I gave it two and a half. I get. I gave expectation two and a half. Okay. I mean, you could
1: talk me into a three. Like, if you are really like twisted my arm and said, "Ed, I think that's a little high." I, you know, I, I do that. think it's
0: a little high, and I might be a little
1: low. All right. So again, we've you made know. it in the middle, and it's and it's
0: uh, it's perfect. All's right at it's, it's the a world. It's hope all
1: job. everyone out there in the the world of politics and business see how Jared and I right. Learn this grew. lesson. People, we have we have learn. created a template, folks. There's yes. a template that's just been created here on this podcast, live. Here it is. That should learn be, from this. Everyone around the world should be taking this portion of this podcast and playing it for world leaders at the G2, the G20 summits and all those
0: different places. And what's and like? You know what? Speaking yeah. of the world, actually, yeah. that's two good segues that leads right into dig, if you will, a picture. But I wanted to say, did you realize I just want to make note of this to everyone we have been listened to when Dove's podcast has been listened in 60 different countries. I love it. I love that's it. that's crazy,
1: right? And I love listen, everyone, people up north, south, east, and west, listen
0: to the podcast. Very Listen to the pod, we are grateful. And uh that is a really good segue to talk about the to talk about the cover, but should we do musicology first? Yeah, let's do a quick musicology, yeah. Let us do music
1: musicology. musicology.
0: Ed, what's your <laughs> What's your musicology suggestion for this week's
1: episode? What do you got? I I showed my hand early earlier in the podcast. I I would point folks, if you want to listen to a kind of interesting, very 80s sounding album from Miles Davis, um, this was a Grammy winner. Um, I think people would argue there's other, there's certainly better Davis albums out there, but some of this material, the bass sound, the way it was structured, reminds me a bit of Tutu from Miles Davis. So if you want to give that a little listen, it's a little more electronic, a little very 80s sounding. Um, but um, there's some there's some great songs. The song Porsche in particular, I think, is a very successful track on that
0: album. So you have a chance to give it a listen. How about you? What, what was your pick? Well, mine is something really radically different. Um, I have, for my musicology uh, selection this week, I have chosen a 1993 album by the band Morphine. Do you remember oh, Morphine? I do know. Yeah, I'm actually familiar with Morphine, the, the, the band morphine was a great band this album is titled cure for pain and so folks who might not know morphine they only released i think three records and um their lead singer and songwriter was a guy named mark sandman and or maybe it was pronounced sandman i don't remember how he pronounced it but he tragically died on stage during a show oh i Uh, I
1: know he passed away i didn't know it was on
0: stage yeah he had a heart attack on stage while performing with the band in italy actually which is really a shame. But Morphine had an incredibly unique sound in the in the annals of, you know, rock and roll or, or alternative rock or whatever. Mark Sandman called it low rock. That's what he called their style, low rock, and it was drums, bass, sax. And it it doesn't sound like any other rock and roll band you've ever heard. I mean, it really is its own style of music and the reason i mention it is because the saxophone that is played uh, throughout the cure for pain record is primarily a baritone sax which is what we hear eric Leeds playing a lot on this album so it's a very similar tone um and i just couldn't help but think of it so if if folks if you want to hear something really different try morphine's cure for pain if you don't know that 1993 record we're coming up on its 30th anniversary which is insane but it's it's an incredible album Mark Sandman also sang in a very low, deep bass voice. Um, it's really unique music, and uh, I, it's a favorite album of mine. So I highly recommend it. Cure for Pain, Morphine, 1993. Cool. Really, really cool pick. Nice. There it is. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So that's our musicology for this week. And now we will go into... <laughs> Uh Ed, the Earth, I don't know. What do you think of this? What do you think of this photo? What do you think of this album cover?
1: You know,
0: it's not wow. my, it's not my favorite. I do it was like a Martin Short
1: uh Yeah, a little bit of a thing going there. I um uh, it's not it's not the worst one of his, but it'd be in the lower tier of, of his albums. But you know what? You brought up something that I have to give him some credit for. That funky little compass fold out was kind of cool, but it was just a cardboard uh piece of work so that you could do that kind of right compass thing. But yeah, I mean the actual image itself, it's a picture of the earth
0: from a distance. Shall we yeah, say it's, it, yeah, it's a midler might of the say space, I right. guess from a distance. Um, it's not uh yeah, I don't know.
1: It's not I interesting guess to me. The news, you know, it's the letters are there and it looks like it's almost like a sonic blast, right? It's like news is yeah. coming in maybe as an asteroid and it's kind of blowing out sound waves or something as it's traveling and kind of hurtling towards the surface of the earth, I guess. Um, But yeah, I guess.
0: I mean, at least it seems, you know, it seems like it was a, there was an idea behind it as opposed to some sort of cheap looking photograph, (laughs) you know, or whatever. So I guess that's something, but it just, I, I feel like it doesn't tell us anything about what the music is or what the, what the narrative of this album is. So I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. Personally.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I don't hate it as much. Actually, there's gonna be a cover coming up shortly that may be my one of my least favorite ever. So
0: yeah, oh yeah, there's one there. I don't yeah, know it if it's in, the same one I'm thinking Yeah, I probably is. I'm keep keep it yeah, keeping bad. it in my back pocket. That's keeping it in my back pocket. Yeah. So, cool. All right. Well, that's Dig If You Will picture. And Ed, now it is time Yes, for a question for you. Question for you. To the question
1: of you. All right, Jared, this is this is going to be like, bear with me, folks. It's going to be hard for me to kind of get this out. Let me try to get this make to make, make sense out of this question. So because the album's called News, we got North, East, West, and South. Um, good, it hurts my head even to do that again. Um, <laughs> I it know, it just feels wrong. It, it really feels, feels wrong. wrong. It's hard to do it. Um, so we're going to use this idea of a direction, like one of those, North, East, West, South, North, South, East, and West, um, which is, sounds way better to say, uh, feels better. There was a band um, that featured Prince as a session musician on every track. And the band's name had included one of those North, South, East, and West names. Um, Name that band.
0: Excellent question. All right, folks. Name the band that Prince was a session musician for where one of the directions of the compass, North, South, East, West. Is in the name of the band. Correct. Very cool. Well, everyone, you know the drill. You can hit us up on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. You can email us at whendoespodcast at gmail.com, all lowercase, one word. Yeah, yeah, do it. Hit us up with your responses. And, of course, you'll get a shout-out, which we'll be very happy to provide. Um, Ed, we didn't get a ton of responses to last week's Ooh, tricky! Uh, or the week before, rather. I should yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, couple week weeks before, ago. A couple weeks ago. Um, the last question for you. It was tough. I think the jazz questions are are making it tough for people. A little tricky. But we did get at least a a stab at an yeah. answer. Yep, yep. Our friend, noted Padres fan. Oh, oh no. Matt Alexander, Mattie, Matt. Again, Matt's been on a roll. Love I just it. gotta say, Matt's love been my love our Matt. So Matt says, admittedly, that this is a tough one true uh, and the question Ed do you remember what the question was I should repeat what the question was I believe it
1: was that Prince uh, for the expectation album listed like directions and music by Prince correct and I yeah. said what artist from the 1960s era 70s era maybe early 70s listed his albums as directions and music
0: by um and 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 who was that artist right and so Matt gave us this response he said, this is a tough one, but I think you're referring to Directions in Music by Roy Hargrove. Then Matt says, what made it tough is that there is another album that Hargrove played on with Herbie Hancock and Michael Becker that was called Directions in Music celebrating Miles Davis and John Coltrane. So I, I gotta give him some points on this, or we'll give him like a half credit because
1: there's actually an album called Directions in Music that Roy Hargrove was on, which I, I understand where he's coming from. But this is more like what we're in the liner notes about, you know, directions and music kind of introducing the album concept itself. And if you go back and look, guys, I think you'll find the aforementioned Miles Davis had a series of albums in the 60s, 70s, where it was new directions and music by Miles Davis. Albums like Bitches Brew, things like that were included in that in that kind of sequence of really classic albums by by Miles. So um, that's the number we that's the name we were looking for. But I still give him credit for that. I mean, that's, you know.
0: He's trying. And and you know what else? We want to give him credit for this, too. He mentions in his email, because, of course, uh, Matt was, um he was sympathetic to our Phillies losing. Appreciate that very much. He said, uh, just so everyone's clear, there is a Prince connection in all this baseball talk. And Matt said this. Do you realize that Prince and Phillies both start with the letter P? I never put that together before. Never put that together. Unbelievable. Um, He's on top of his game. I also want to mention this, Ed, is that Matt uh, told us uh, in this email that for the first time listening to the last podcast, he was driving in the car and his wife was with him and uh, she listened to the podcast as well. And now he doesn't list her name, which seems suspicious. Doesn't that seem suspicious to you? Are they are they separating now? Well, I mean, is she even a real person? How do we know? We don't really know. It could be a figment of Matt's imagination. I'm sure, that's a good point. But she meant he mentions that uh, his wife was listening with her, and she got a kick out of hearing us mention Matt. So I'm saying that if Matt's fictional wife is listening, <laughs> we are also giving a special, specific shout out. Yes to like, uh, madame alexander so, so oh, well, madame alexander maybe she makes those dolls right maybe she's in charge of. oh those he dolls.
1: did include the name i didn't realize
0: i didn't realize that madame alexander she makes the <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness oh that's wrong sorry Anyway, uh, thank you, Matt. And thank you, Mrs. Matt, for uh, being a part of the show. And, Matt, I got to say,
1: since you kind of got it half right, we'll send you a sticker where the the, kind of the glue on the back isn't quite working right. So it'll be like, uh, like what
0: we'll do is we'll send you a lot of Phillies gear, Matt. Oh, we wouldn't
1: do that. That's just cruel, Matt. Listen, I respect, listen, you were very kind and graceful in
0: your guys' lead. He was, he was. Um, was, was. So we, we appreciate it. Yeah, we do appreciate it. So that's this week's question for you. We look forward to next week's. Uh, hopefully we'll get a lot of responses to the next one. I know it's getting tough. Like, you know, I feel like we're separating the wheat from the chaff here with these uh, instrumental records. Out. I, I, I hope some people can step up. I know it's been a busy, crazy fall
1: for a lot of folks, but, you know, expecting some more activity from some of our uh, our vets. I know. There. I know. So
0: I know. Step it on up, folks. Sleep. We love you. We love you. Um, so that wraps up this week's episode. Ed, what are we going to be talking about? on next week's episode of when does podcast
1: prince welcome back to the mainstream with your next release musicology
0: musicology credited as his big comeback record by many Yep, a uh, hugely successful tour that we both attended we've done multiple times before, yeah for multiple sure. times so that's really exciting so that's what's going to be coming up next on the pod musicology
1: that's right everybody
0: so stay tuned for that one uh give us your thoughts feelings impressions questions concerns we look forward to those discussions. And um, until next time, we say... Well, let me say this. Whether you're
1: facing north, south, east, west, or north, east, west, and south. Or unless you're
0: north by northwest. Why didn't we make a joke about north by northwest? Uh, we'll do it next time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> may you live... To see... The
1: dawn. The dawn. Love you, everybody. everybody. Take care. Bye. Bye.